Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Kim Jones, NFL Network in a moment. First, our play-by-play call of the day. The uh, Flyers not doing well. Fox playing to Strom. There's a Benage, and he scores! And he's got it. Another hat trick against the Flyers. Another natural hat trick. And it's 5-0 New York. A third power play goal. What, they gave up seven goals in one period last week? Yeah, they lost 9 nothing to them last week. Seven in one period. Three of which scored by Zavanejad. Then they lose 8-3 again last night. This season has been is pretty close to a colossal failure right now for the Flyers. But I do admire how well you react to your team's <laughs> failing. Um, oh, I always have. I always thought, you know. Thanks. I admire it so much. <laughs> With that, we bring in someone a lot of people admire, Kim Jones, NFL Network. Kim, welcome back. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for asking, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, sorry I missed you yesterday at Haluba. Uh, yeah. But, of course, things, things are a little tighter right now. Yep, yep. Yeah. I think uh, what Mike Tomlin, I think, said it best at one point. Uh, nothing unexpected, but it's a freak show. So as you watch the play out between... <laughs> I, did, I didn't know he said between, that. That's funny. Uh, he, he did say that. Uh, when you watch Micah Parsons and Jason Owe, what were some of the elements that were sticking out to you and the people you were with yesterday? Well, you know, as I said on NFL Network yesterday, the the headline is Micah Parsons. He's the headliner. He's the best player. But the day belonged to Jason Oway. And that's because Jason Oway is an absolute freak athlete. Um, you know, and, and we knew that before Mike Tomlin said it, but it absolutely was cemented yesterday. I had multiple, and by multiple, I mean upwards of 10 or 12 of the talent evaluators on hand say almost the same thing to me about Oway. And that was only a handful of people on the planet can do what he can do, meaning at his size and at that skill level, of course. So Owe was an unbelievable workout warrior yesterday, and I, don't, and I don't believe he's just that, by the way. I don't believe he's just that. And I think he will very much appeal to the guy who says, um, let, me, you know, let me see what a player has, and we can coach 
the rest out of him. Uh, and he'll be coached uh, in the NFL, and he'll have to go to a teaching organization. I hope he goes to a really good defensive line coach and defensive coordinator who has some imagination, perhaps some patience, and understands the kind of athlete uh, and the commitment that he will make in terms of being a great NFL player. Mike is a different story. Micah yesterday, the most important thing Micah did yesterday was run a 4440. I don't, yes. you know, I know it wasn't in Indianapolis. None of them are in Indianapolis this year. Um, and I understand that, that at home turfs, the numbers can be a little bit different, turf to turf, you know, as, as we'd move around maybe the college game and, and the uh, facilities in the college game. That being said, Micah Parsons at his size, with his range, with his ability to do a lot of different things for an NFL team, whether they run a 3-4 or a 4-3 defense, at 4-4, he did everything he needed to do. And, Steve, I said this yesterday on the network. At one point, Micah was slipping a little bit. His, it seemed, it, to those of us watching, his, his cleats weren't, weren't doing him any favors at, uh, during the three-cone and, and some other drills. And I was standing next to a very high-profile person who was there in person yesterday. And the person looked at me and said, I want to walk onto the field right now and tell Micah, stop doing the, stop doing the cones. Do the drills, and you ran a 4-4. That's all we need to see from you. So uh, I think Micah enhanced what they already thought, and I thought Jason Oway opened some eyes. Pat Fryermuth is someone that, that the NFL loves. Uh, the best news from him was that he will be ready in short order in terms of from the shoulder surgery. Uh, he told me it will not affect the NFL, period, meaning the, the day he's drafted, he expects that shoulder to already be fine. Um, so I, I thought it was just a, a really good day all around for the Penn State guys. In fact, uh, I think Pat's shoulders, I think, another one to two weeks out, and he's on Yeah, that's essentially what he said. I always yeah. add time on, though, Steve, because I think that, you know, oh. guys want to be back. Pat, Pat obviously, is a guy who doesn't want to sit out. But I always add a few weeks on, but he's still going to be okay with that as the measurement. Right. Yeah. Right, and and the draft's a month away, so that's four right. weeks out. So, right. I mean, exactly. that's, that's plenty that's of time saying. for him. Yep. Oh, and by the uh, way, Shaka Tony helped himself, and he yeah, kind of he, he he did my interview. They all did interviews with me, which I was grateful for. Micah's was unbelievable. Um, if you didn't see it, it's on Kim Jones Sports on my Twitter. Uh, Micah, in particular, amazing because Micah is the biggest personality you'll see, maybe since Lavar. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. And you're closer to it than I am, Steve. But I talked to Lavar the, the day before about um, Micah. Um, they're close. Uh, Lavar does see some similarities. Lavar also said to me, you know, he's likely going to outdo my pro career, and, and we all know that didn't turn out as LeVar wanted it to, but he was certainly a legend at Penn State, so that was high praise from LeVar. But uh, Shaka Tony gets lost in the shuffle. He kind of smiled and said, I'm, with, I'm, I'm surrounded by freaks. You know, I do the best I can, but <laughs> several people told me Shaka helped himself, especially coming off a senior bowl where, where he also opened some eyes. So good for Shaka Tony because he, he, could, he could very well land with the right NFL team and have a nice career. Yeah, he ran four five one yesterday. Yep. He had lo- yep. he had lost he had lost some weight because of COVID, uh, and uh, he's bounced back nicely. Uh, I'll go to Parsons. The four three nine he ran. Now this is where Oway and Parsons push each other, as you know, Kim. Yep. They're very they're very close. They're very competitive yep. with Same each agents, other. Same agents. They train together. Yep, whole thing. Yep. Yep. Four point three nine was important because he ran four four one the last time number that I knew about. 
he wanted badly to crack the 4-4 number just for personal yep. reasons. And by mm -hmm. the way, on the cone drill, I agree with whomever said that to you. I, I think when you when you didn't play the past season, he probably wanted to show everybody because he didn't play. But I agree with whomever. You did your deal. You ran your 4-3-9. You're in good yeah. shape. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, a 4-4 for a guy his size, 246 pounds, you already know he's a fluid athlete because we got to see that. I said to Daniel Jeremiah, who's um, one of my favorite colleagues at NFL Network, we were talking about Micah earlier on this offseason, and I said, watch the Cotton Bowl from 2019. You will think he's the best prospect in this draft. I probably should have said best prospect mm -hmm. besides quarterbacks because the NFL's obsessed with them uh, for obvious mm -hmm. reasons. But... Um, Daniel kind of laughed, and, and uh, you know, I think he's probably too busy to sit down and watch a bowl game at the moment, but I would stand by that. If you watch that Cotton Bowl and you watch what Micah did in that game, uh, you would truly believe as a defensive coordinator that you are almost unlimited in the ways you can use him. And for some teams, smart teams and well-run teams, that should be and will be very attractive. Well, let's. you mentioned LeVar. Yep. LeVar moved closer to the line of scrimmage. At one point at Penn State, as you and I know, he actually was a safety for a short period of time and moved closer. Micah has had to move back into space compared to where he was in high school. This is where player development comes in, and a guy has to be smart enough to work on player development. Evidently, he has because he's become that kind of player you talked about in the Cotton Bowl by moving away from the line of scrimmage, which is not a normal progression. Right. I mean, he was a defensive end um, in high school, so he was used to that kind of uh, flow, if you will, and, and running back, of course, which he gave a hilarious answer because James told me <laughs> that he could have been a running back at Penn State and had the same level of success and readiness for the NFL. And, you know, Micah said that hurt him mm. because, you know, he always wanted to play running back, as we know. But, um, <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately with COVID, I think that was an opportunity missed, but that's a story for another day. As far as LeVar goes, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, as a then Redskin, because that was the team name when he played for them, LeVar was asked, um, you know, to cover Santana Moss, or, you know, yeah. and I believe that might have been in the Miami Penn State game. Uh, actually, he was teammates with Santana, I think. So I think that that was in the Miami Penn State game. He yeah. had to cover Santana Moss at times. I mean, you know, with both, I mean, LeVar to me is a little more explosive, which is what I said to LeVar. And, that's true. And he, but I, but I told Lavar, I think that's the only place where he gets Micah. Now he doesn't love that, um, and but he did say that deceptively, Micah is, ex, is is good at everything. He has the speed, he has the range, he is explosive, um, and he gave him some other compliments as well along those same adjective lines. So, you know, I do think it's interesting only because. Um, you know, having covered LeVar and having met Micah now, I, I just find it interesting. They're also slightly different body types. I think LeVar's a little bit longer. Um, so, you know, I, I, I do find it interesting. It's probably not all that relevant except to us Penn Staters, but it's kind of fun to look at, you know, that, you know, linebacker U is still turning them out without trouble. And then there's Owa. And by the way, one quick note on, on Micah. I did mention this yesterday. I'm not going to get into the name of the walk-on player. But we were standing on the sideline one day, and Micah just comes by and he goes, "Hey, Mr. Jones, how are you?" You know, and he was on, he was doing kickoff, right? Right. He goes, he comes walking by, and the the player that was injured 
looked over at me and he said, you know what? I didn't know what he was going to be like when he got here. Cause, you know, he came in with a lot of hype, fanfare. He says he's one of the greatest guys I've ever been around. So it's, you know, it, it tells you that if you have a preconceived notion about somebody, it can be dispelled rather quickly. Uh, right, right. OA six five two fifty seven. Yep. Uh, this is only his fifth year of organized football. Yes. Uh, now I realize the NFL wants as many ready-made guys as possible. So I want to get back to your point about the ability to coach this guy up. Uh, when you hear that it's only his fifth year and you see what he has accomplished, what do you think? Well, you know, I would I would still defer to the guys I talked to yesterday because what they would say is he has what you can't teach. Their job is to teach. I mean, even yeah. at the NFL level, um, their job is still to teach and develop. And there are a lot of coaches who subscribe to the idea, you know, don't tell me what a player can't do, tell me what he can do. So if you apply that to Jason Oway, he can do an awful lot of things that are innate, he's blessed with, that you cannot find. You can't just find his skills. He also has 34 and a half inch arms, by the way, which, as silly as this is going to sound, might have been the measurement yesterday that most wild people. That's, that's offensive tackle arm length. And you can, you can imagine as he engages with a tackle or whatever he needs to do, but as he is in combat essentially on a football field, how much that arm length can benefit him. And I asked him about, about the measurements as well. He, he, he was thrilled with the broad jump at 11-2 because he had never reached 11 feet before, so he easily had you know, a personal best there. And, and for me, second behind the arm length was the 39-and-a-half-inch vertical, which if a cornerback does that, you're wild. You know, and this is a 257-pound, you know, defensive end. I mean, he's just amazing, and I do think, listen, there would be a few organizations I wouldn't want him to go to, but there are a lot of good coaches in this league, and there are a lot of good defensive line and defensive coordinators, uh, defensive line coaches and defensive coordinators. And, again, they will find ways to use a player like that to, to help him use his great skill level, his great ability, and actually get to the quarterback. And at the NFL level, he will have players around him that will also help him in that regard. And his best days are ahead of him. Oh, no doubt. There's the, that that that's there's the, no doubt about. Right. Always a pleasure. It was great to just know that you were back in town. I'm sure you enjoyed the opportunity to be back yes. as well. But uh, it, thanks so much for the time, as always. Thanks, Steve, very much. Have a great day. Kim Jones, NFL Network. The King is going to join us in the final half hour of the show. Um, we're getting more updates, by the way, on the after show. How I made Ward Ford Danville a powerhouse. That will be at 3.15 a.m. <laughs> I... Is it... I know this stuff is legit. I just, you know. Yeah. Why I never ask Dave Cicchini questions, I only tell him what to do. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? No good! No good! No good! 
I'm the coach in waiting at Shikolimi? What does that mean? All right, we'll come back with uh, more in a I just I don't, I don't understand. We'll come back with more on <laughs> today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, King Final Half Hour. Looking forward to that. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day in the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right. Uh, let's go now to uh, the uh, show's spelling bee. Uh, the word of the day that must be spelled out is fouled. Uh, Doug in Lewisburg, what do you have? F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells fouled up. That was good for 500, Alex. All right. So I uh, just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> Uh, Dave Giacchini is going to join us on the show Monday, as a matter of fact. So your team makes a big deal today. Actually, I liked what they did. Uh, supposedly what they did is they played, I think, a little... Uh, they bluffed the Niners a bit. There's been rumors running that the Eagles were looking at Zach Wilson at BYU. And... The Niners moved up, got the Dolphins pick. Dolphins moved back to 12, then swapped spots with the Eagles. Eagles get the 12th overall pick this year. They get three draft picks next year. So Howie Roseman may have played, hmm, may have bluffed. may have bluffed to get an extra pick for next year. Huh? Go get those players now. Well, I mean, you know, they could trade for Carson Wentz. No good! No good! No You don't seem to approve. 
I think the audience would rather hear that. Dolphins get the have uh, the number six overall pick now. They also get number one fifty six from the Eagles next year. They get one fifty six from the Eagles this year. They get a first round pick from the Forty ers in twenty two, a third round pick from the Niners in twenty two as well, and a first round pick from the Niners in twenty three. The Eagles have the number twelve pick from the Dolphins, number one twenty three overall from the Dolphins, and the first round pick from the Dolphins in twenty twenty two. All right. And the 49ers end up with the number three overall pick in this year's draft. So that's what they're going to do. I also think that this deal cements, based on recent, with all the recent accusations, it cements Deshaun Watson staying in Houston. Well, the Giants are still looking at 12 at Micah Parsons in this mock draft. So here's the uh, new mock draft on CBS Sports. Trevor Lawrence won to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson, two to the Jets. Justin Fields, three to the Niners. Trey Lance to the Broncos at four. Rashawn Slater of Northwestern to the Bengals at five. Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins at six. Jamar Chase to the Lions at 7. Penny Sewell to the Panthers at 8. Mac Jones to the uh, Patriots at 9. Patrick Sertan to the Cowboys at 11. And Micah Parsons to, uh, to the Giants at 12. Not bad. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. By the way, that mock draft that Jason Oway in the first round of Tampa Bay. Under the category of the rich would get richer. The idea being that Jason Pierre Paul has one year left on his deal with Tampa. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, and Ports Domestics Microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. You've got basketball tomorrow. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Sweet 16, Elite 8. And stock up now. Get in the car. Go. Stock up. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 at Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great weekend to get out, check out, and buy. Uh, by the way, Jim Nance is going to have his contract renewed long-term with CBS. So, there you go. Believe me, keeping the Masters is a big deal. He wants to, he wants to end up doing 50 Masters in his career. 
Speaking of someone who was a master at his craft, ladies and gentlemen, his birthday is tomorrow. We bring you the king. How about that? Happy early birthday. Oh, thank you very much. I almost didn't make it. So, <laughs> so had quite a week. So I'll tell you a quick story. I'm trying to be a good step-grandfather. So I take my step-grandson out driving. He's got his permit. And he's, we're driving around. He wears glasses. He says, hey, you know, my glasses are steaming up. Um, that's not a good combination when you don't know how to drive and you can't see. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I said, oh, you know, I'm trying to be the good guy, you know. All right, take your mask off, you know. I got no mask. We're two two guys riding around. So he's doing good. And about an hour riding, I go home, and I got a shop set up in my backyard, so I'm working on parts from here. And my wife comes out, and she says, Corey is, and Christine aren't coming over tonight because Corey's sick. Now, Christine is Jacob. That's kid driving. Christine is his mom. And Corey is her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Don't ask what happened to Dad. So the I said, fine, I'll just keep working. So then she comes back out about four hours later, and she said, Christine and Corey tested positive for COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. So she said, you had your mask on, right? <laughs> I just kept working. <laughs> oh boy, I'm in deep right now. So I said, uh, no. You know, happy wife, happy life. Unhappy wife. I can't say what it is on the radio. <laughs> That's what she was. She was mad. Holy mackerel. So Jacob tested positive on Monday, and. I was petrified. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I've sat next to this kid for an hour in the car, and I have been so safe up to now. And trust me, I was the adult in the car. I should have said, you know, you got to keep your mask on. Let me drive. And I didn't. And to preface that, the mother and the boyfriend, Christine and Corey, are both uh, respiratory therapists. So... They're frontline people. That's how they got COVID. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I did the test Wednesday, which would be the fifth day, and I tested negative. And I did another test today, and I don't have any symptoms. But let me tell you, I'm getting a shot. I'm not going through this again. No way. I just I was I was fifty fifty on getting the shot, and now I'm like, you know what? I got to protect my wife. I don't care. Like I'm not going through this again. It when that happens, everything stops around you. You know, and I, this is my first go around with it being that close. So anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And I have absolutely no symptoms. So and I took a precautionary test today. I took the first test I took was a quick test, and the second test test was the PCB or whatever, you know. But PCR. Or the PCR, oh, yeah. Whatever it is. So, oh, 
Well, glad you're we'll doing see okay. We'll when that comes back. But they told me if after that, by day seven, if you've taken a test and been negative and you still don't have any symptoms after the seventh day, you're pretty safe. So, and my wife tested negative, too. But, but and, five and, people and tested co- positive around those people. So our, our numbers comes, are going up here. Oh. Well, to be honest with you, when it comes to the Eagles, I mean, Matt is negative. All right. Uh, <laughs> Have you guys tested or got shots? No, not yet. I haven't gotten shots yet, no. No, I've never been tested either. I've been tested one time. Yeah. That's it. Just, I never no, thought I'd have to be because I've no, been so no, safe. Will I? Now, will I? Yes. Uh, in fact, Brad Brad Nestle was just saying he got his was just telling us he got his shot. Uh, was he, what did he say yesterday? Yes. He, yeah, he got it yesterday. Feels great. Um, I know Jack Jack Ham. He's he's all set. He's two for two. Um, I haven't had the time to do it. Now I do, so I will. How, how does your state break it down? Well, Can anybody I, go? Uh, not yet. Uh, I know I'm in a category that's called 1A. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> well, 1A, means, that means, <laughs> which, which means I can walk in right now and get it. That's what it means. Yeah, me too. No, our governor opened it up to everyone starting April 1st, and you cannot get an appointment anywhere. It's, I, I've got an appointment to get an appointment. And I made that Monday, and I haven't heard a word yet. So I'm going to try some other avenues. But it's the, the, the governor here just wants perfect numbers so he can go on uh, face the nation and stuff like that. He, he's, he's a weird guy. If you ask him a hard question in a press conference, you will never see that press conference again, nor will your organization. It's just very strange. And his wife is getting a cut of all the money, all the vaccines. She's got a hedge fund. Our governor's wife is worth $1.9 billion. She's an investor. And she's got stock in the uh, vaccine companies. It's just a real, we have a very corrupt governor in Connecticut who acts like he's Opie Taylor, but he's not. So. And he's still got 100% power. They gave it to him again because it's a demo- all-democratic state. So he just does well, whatever he wants and spends money any way he wants to, and nobody can tell him what to do. Sounds like Ward 4 in Danville. We'll come back with our picks in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. It's still officially March Madness. Final four will be in April. Jim Nance will sound better than ever with a brand new contract at CBS. Oh, I'm sure he will. 
It's How not Romo he? 61. Really? I thought it was mm-hmm. older than that. Wow. No, he's... Unlike some people in this business, he's maintained a youthful look. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big dude. How tall is he? Uh, I'd say Jim's got to be six two, six three. Wow. Yeah. He was bigger than that. Uh, no, I tell you, he was really big as uh, Berman. Chris Berman's like six five. Really? Yeah, he that is a big him. guy. Uh, yeah. Yep. All I'd right. Say well, Jim's let- a. I'd say Jim's like six two, six three, something like that. But you know, that I'm just judging from when I've been around him. Hmm. Learn something new every day. All right. So last week, King and Steve went five and three. I went four and four. So that brings our hoops grand total to Steve at thirty and ten, me twenty four and sixteen, King seventeen and twenty three. I'm getting there. You are. All Sweet 16 this week, so let's start with the Saturday games. Starting with Oregon State and Loyola Chicago. Steve. Oregon State and Loyola Chicago, huh? Well, I'm going to go with the team that I think is the smartest team in this tournament. And that's Loyola. I thought they were misseeded to begin with. You know, because of what happened here with Penn State basketball, the couple of days after the tournament field was announced, we never talked about the tournament. Because we were talking about the new coach with Micah Shrewsbury and everything going on. We never talked about it. I had no qualms really with what the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee did, except with Loyola. I thought they should have been seated fourth. So I'm going to go with them. King? I like the nun. Sister the Jean? Nun. <laughs> Sister yeah. Jean. Yeah, big timer. She's adorable, time. huh? I, I, she's still there. I remember when she was there before. I got Loyola. Well, that's what they said. They said, you know, she got vaccinated. They're going to allow her to go. And I said, she's 101. She's older than Biden. Let her make her own decision. <laughs> For goodness sake. It's like when dad was in the nursing home, you know, and <laughs> our dad had Alzheimer's. And they put him on a, a diet and were giving him a little cup of vanilla ice cream. I said, give him the whole gallon. <laughs> Who cares? Jeez. Give him a spoon and give him the box. Let him enjoy himself. Right. She's 101. She's older than Biden. She can make her own decisions. <laughs> what the Mexicans did. I'll go with that Loyola Chicago as well and Sister Jean. Let the magic continue. <laughs> as we jinx them. I, I, uh, I, 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 just, I, I just don't think they, that's one of the few teams that I just don't think was seated right. I agree. Yeah. Next one. Villanova, still hanging in there without their top two players, now gets to take on Baylor. King. Yeah. I think Baylor's got too much for him, and I love Villanova, but I got Baylor. Steve? Baylor has a lot going for it. I mean, they they are third in offensive efficiency. Uh, one issue that Villanova has is 72nd in defensive efficiency. I'm going to go with... Baylor to win this. They have three guys that can shoot the three. Plus, they've got two guys that can rebound inside that Villanova doesn't have. Yeah, I think the journey ends for Villanova here, and it's been a good run for them. So, yes, gone. I take Baylor as well. Next one. The darlings of this year's tournament. I guess we can call them that. 
Oral Roberts, Arkansas. Steve. I was a little confused about this game because the suit sent me a note and he said, what do you think of our Kansas? I'm like, oh. This. He's still on that, isn't he? Oh, it just. Uh, what bothers me is how he spelled R. It said it was just with an R. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas is um, really athletic. And I think you get to this point, the ability to not take someone seriously uh, that ends. Arkansas wins. I'm sticking with the Razorbacks as well. I got them in the final four. I think it ends for Oral Roberts here. King. Yeah, Oral Roberts' um, biggest problem is defense. They're 239. Up. They're 239 in adjusted efficiency defensively. That's their biggest problem. King. Um, I, you know... I'm going to go on a limb and say Oral Roberts is really good. Oh, so, yeah. you're on with yeah. it. I'm going to go with Oral Roberts and see what happens. Cool. All right. Mucho cool. Like it. All right. Next one. Cuse, Syracuse on their interesting run they've been on. But I refuse to call them anything but darlings. Against Houston. <laughs> Syracuse. Or, um, King. What do you got? I'm shocked that they're there. I'm also call me dumb. I, I didn't realize Bayheim Bayheim was coaching them again. Um, didn't he step away for a bit? No, no, he's been there the whole time. Didn't he have car accident and someone he died? Did, but he, he did, but that he, he stayed out as the coach. And then they had other issues. Anyway, I, they're playing very well, real well, and with his experience. I'm going to take Syracuse. I, unfortunately, am going to stick with Cuse as well. Uh, I'm going to go the other way for this reason. Um, Houston has now had four days to get ready for the Syracuse zone. And you know what my theory is about the Syracuse zone. When they play the second game of a, you know, in a sweet, you know, with the right to go to the Sweet 16, I always consider them the favorite because the turnaround is so fast to get ready for that zone. You can't get ready for that zone in a day. Houston's had four days. I think that it's enough for them to win. All right. I like it. And I hope you're right. I don't know why, but I'm just not a big Cuse person this year. But anyway. Well, let me put it this way. Kelvin Sampson's the coach of Houston. Not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to pick him anyway. All right. Now we go to the Sunday games. Creighton. Lisa's champ still alive. And Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. Steve. (laughs) No offense to Lisa and Creighton. Gonzaga's going to win the game by 15 to 25 points. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right there. I got Zaka, too. King? I hate it when you say that. Ugh. Then the game's in overtime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Gonzaga. I think they're the best team in the country. Yeah, they are a champ. All three of us. Yeah. All right. That's all we got left. <laughs> we know yeah. we each have two Final Four teams left. I yeah, have yeah, Gonzaga I and Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. We got six of the Sweet 16. Yeah. We know how to pick them, baby. <laughs> Nobody knows how to pick about this to say, tournament yeah. this year. With all the COVID this year, this year and the stops and starts, it's very hard. Well, currently we're ranked 9.8 million. So that's good. 
All right. Great. There you go. Yeah. We're in the top 10 million. There you go. Not bad. Yeah. We'll Not take bad. it. <laughs> All right, next one, Florida State. We heard a little bit about them earlier from our man, Brad Nessler. Take it on the Wolverines of Michigan. Steve. Well, I have Florida State going to the Final Four. That's how I picked the bracket, so I'm going to keep it that way. Uh, the, the Florida State's a really good defensive team. Not a great offensive team, but I'll stick. I'll stick with Florida State. King. <clears throat> actually, this is I think the only one that I actually picked. We made it that they're playing each other. I picked them, and let's see who I picked. I, I don't know. <laughs> I got Michigan. I thought it was. Michigan. They got to keep with the Big Ten. That, that, that's all they got left. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Michigan as well. And then, Steve, you took Florida. Yeah. yeah, I took Florida State. Yeah. Next is UCLA on a little bit of a run themselves against Alabama, the two seed king. Alabama. I think what Steve said before is right. That the teams are going into this game and going to play hard. Alabama's really good. Yeah, I'm rolling. I'm rolling tied here too. I'm a big Alabama guy. Like you know, you know, I watch what Nate Oates was building because you know Penn State beat them last year, but I liked what I saw. And then finally, a Pac-12 matchup, which is fitting because they've surprised everybody this tournament. Oregon and USC. Steve. I really like USC. You know how much I think of Evan Mobley. I think Mobley's a terrific player, but his older brother Isaiah is really good, too. USC to the Elite Eight. King? Trojan. I'm going with Oregon here. I, I love the way they're playing offensively right now. Well, they're going up against the fifth-rated defense in the country, though. True. Will be a big test. Don't talk them out of it. <laughs> but I, I, I'm sticking with the Ducks. <laughs> That's a good pick. They're all good. You make it this far, you're good. You're real good. So. There you go. There you have it. It's been well, great. a very complicated tournament. So Stay well, King. Yeah. I'll try. <laughs> Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And thanks for joining us all week in the Sunbury Motors studio.